Welcome back to Baytown Engage. Today is a special day. It's very special. Very special. I have Jamie with me today. It's always a special day when Jamie's here. It's always <laughs> a special day. And also Miss Tiffany Foster, an amazing, an amazing guest. Say it one more time. Amazing. Good. Got it. <laughs> okay. That's sufficient. <laughs> it's sufficient. What's special about today is Tiffany is a retired, recently retired from the city of Baytown. I That's- wish you could have a visual on this audience because <laughs> she doesn't look like she should be retired. She looks, <laughs> no, you would not believe you've been here 24 years yes. with the city. You'd retired as a director of planning, yes. which is a big deal. Huge, huge deal. Because one, you're a woman. Two, woman of color in an industry that is so male dominant yes. across the board. Absolutely. So welcome to Baytown Engage. Please tell us about your journey to being a planner. Well, I didn't realize it was a journey actually until I listened to my mother last week at the surprise retirement party. And she talked about me having Legos and little people buildings and, and so forth. And I set them up like a little town. And it was funny because I do, I remember that, but I did not ever connect that as being a planner. From just kind of a young age, I've always been interested in how cities work, how politics works, how, how things get done. And so it just kind of naturally led me into the planning field. I I don't think I ever defined it until I think I was a junior in high school when I went away to a summer program in college. And that's when I actually defined it and knew what it was and had a name for it. But up until that point, I just thought, you know, it's, it's normal for a teenager to watch the news every night and get up and read the newspaper every morning. And I used to read the Houston Chronicle and the Houston Post every morning. And so I just thought that was natural. You were like a (laughs) well-informed child. And (laughs) and you grew up in Baytown. I have family in Baytown. I went to high school in Baytown, but I actually grew up in Houston on the east side of town. But we were here all the time with our family and then ultimately moved here when I started high school at Ross S. Sterling High School. Nice. So what made you want to start? Did your career start here in Baytown with the city of Baytown? Yes, it did. And by accident, to, to be honest with you, I did an internship with the city of Houston back in 1995. I was still in college and I came down to work with Houston because they were trying to, which early failed, enact zoning in city of Houston. <laughs> Fourth largest city in the country does not have zoning. And when you drive through Houston, if you know anything about zoning, you can tell they you are in a zone city. Yeah. So I came back after I graduated to have a to work with the city of Houston again for a full time job. And it just took so long for them to get the job posted and so forth. And they just kept saying, hold on, hold on. And so I worked for an attorney downtown for a little while. And then somebody, and I can't even remember who it was, but said, city of Baytown's hiring a planner. Isn't that the stuff you do? And I was like, well, yeah, I think that's kind of what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, So I came in and I applied for the position. And the position at the time was called housing planner. It's not even a position that we have here at the city, but it's in our community or was in our community development division in the planning department. And I just applied for the position and Barbara Wooster was graciously gave me that position. And this it's all history. That's the only position I've ever applied for for the city of Baytown. So let me ask you. So the journey to Baytown was, of course, city of Houston dropped the ball. Thank you for dropping the ball, city of Houston. But when you came into the department, how was it? Did anyone look like you, sound like you? Was there any struggles coming into it, being so young and entering into your career? Um, actually, when I started in 1996, the director of planning was a black woman named Mary Chambers. And she was, again, very, very interesting dynamics, but she had been in the planning field probably 10 years or so before she came to Baytown. But Baytown 
was in a different place where planning and land planning and development, as you see it today, was very, no one really cared about planning. We did not really have zoning. We had what you called a residential protection code kind of thing, which just meant, you know, you don't want businesses next to homes. That was about it. But but Baytown called it zoning at the time. It's really a neighborhood protection code. But so it, it was very different. It, it was not really a big deal in the community development arena. There are a lot of minorities when you look from city to city. So that's not, you know, out of the norm either. But, you know, me being 22 years old, I thought I was coming to Baytown to save the world. <laughs> I had no idea what the world was like. Yeah, we make, we make that mistake in our 20s. <laughs> when you go to dinner parties and you tell people you're a planner, then they must say, what does what's, that mean? What's that? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how do you describe it in like the short elevator pitch the short Speech. elevator yeah. pitch. Okay. I think a planner is one that is extremely broad. A true planner has to know a little bit about everything, but probably a master of none, if, you know, if people have said, to make sure that what citizens do and feel in their experiences on a daily basis are what we do impact that. So, you know, when you look at people in government, state government, federal government, it's hard to really determine what they do on a daily basis, how it impacts you at your home. But what we do in planning definitely impacts your home. It, it impacts whether you have an auto mechanic shop next to your house. It impacts whether you're going to have a traffic light going into your new neighborhood or whether you're, the buildings you go into are safe. So it's very impactful for people on a day-to-day basis, even though they don't see us and they don't know what we do and why we're there and so forth. But it, it definitely impacts people on a local level much more than other levels of government. So starting off at 22, because you're only 25, so starting off at 22, <laughs> think you're going to save the world. How how was it bumping your head? And what did you learn from the head bumps along the way? Well, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I have a lot of scars. <laughs> what did I learn? I learned that you got to pick yourself up. I'm one that always wants to try something. And so my team that I worked with in planning could attest to that. If I go out of town and I come back, I'm like, oh, what about this? Let's do this. So I've always been like that. And, you know, you, you try it. It doesn't work. And you just keep going. I do a lot of studying and researching of other cities and how they work on, on different things. And I think, oh. Baytown, you know, right. so I can't think of any real impactful things that have hurt my head, I guess, because <laughs> you just kind of shake it off and keep going. I think early on <clears throat> in my career, I um, had the opportunity, let's say, for our department to be kind of shaken up with a audit from the federal government. And we were being threatened to take all of our federal government community development block grant funds away. And so I really wasn't sure how that was going to work, but I was left there without a uh, direct supervisor or a director and was told, you got to figure it out. And so I think that was the very first time I felt like I was all alone and had to figure things out. So I worked on all of our CDBG programs, rebuilt them, built a really good rapport with HUD. And many of the things and policies we did back then or put in place are still, we still use today. Some of the forms we still use, processes we still use. And so I think that was one of the biggest things or, or the first thing that I kind of encountered here in Baytown that really set me apart and said, okay, this is what you're going to do and you got to get to it. Right. So let me ask you this. Being so young, you bumped your head, but you're, you know, you're driven, you have ideas, you go out of town, like, let's do this, let's do that. So what brought you from your first job to director? How scary was that transition? Oh, yeah, that was a transition. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I um, am a planner. So I did have my life all planned out. And being a director for the city of Baytown wasn't ever in my cards. I really like the 
community development field and was doing very well in that. And I had a director who came in and said, oh, I think you should do something different. I also had a city manager that came in and was like, you're going to be my next planning director. And I thought, well, that's odd. (laughs) But because at the time I didn't do hardcore land planning, even though I have a degree in it, that's not really what I've done for the city of Baytown. And anyway, I just, you know, started started working at it and was promoted or they created a, a assistant director position. I was promoted to that position. And then when the director left, the city manager came in and said, so in two weeks, we are going to confirm you as the planning director. And I was still sitting there thinking, I'm sorry, what's what happening? happened to the director again? <laughs> what, what's going on? I think her first words were, no, thank you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah. And then maybe that came back with, I'm sorry, that wasn't a question. <laughs> so basically you were bullied into your position. Yes. You had no say in things. No, I didn't. But, you know, I wouldn't take it back for the world, you know. But at that time, that was in 2014, I thought, oh, my God, what a big mistake Baytown has made. Why in the world oh. have we done this? You know, and it, it's worked out. You know, one one thing, I'm a hard worker and I'm dedicated. And so at the end of the day, I figured... I'll figure it out. And you have. And you have, yeah. So what made you say, now it's time to retire? Ooh. Throwing in the towel. <laughs> <laughs> so in this, in the, well, not this position, because I don't have a position. In my <laughs> last position, it did take a lot. In the last five to six years, we have been working nonstop. And it has taken a toll, you know, on a personal life. And just can't keep that, can't sustain that. And right. so I've, you know, made a plan. My husband and I made a plan and we've been working on it and said this this is the time. I have a really good t- had. I keep having to think of working the past tense. Working on the past tense. Yeah, there, yeah. Um, really good team. One thing about the, the planning team now that is so different and so dynamic is that everybody there wants to be there to do the right thing. We have been working so hard over these last couple of years to think about our customer, thinking about a different way of how we do things. And we, I'll tell you, we'll try something one week. It's like, that didn't work. We'll try something else. <laughs> and so the team is really, really good. And so if there was ever a time to to just stop and do something different, this is the time with the team leaving here in Baytown. We're ready to go to the next level. We've done a lot of things to improve the department, to improve how we provide services, and it's time for the next level. It's time for some of the fun stuff, like our comprehensive plan, which is for a planner, that's like, that's really fun. Sounds <laughs> kind of boring to people, but that's really fun. And, you know, it's just time for that. And so I think I think everybody's poised and ready. And if you look backwards, 24 years, Baytown itself is so different Right. And all of that has been impacted with the work the planning department's done, new businesses, new neighborhoods, new. I mean, it's grown like crazy. When you look back over 24 years, what's like the biggest project, the biggest difference in terms of, of business and land use in Baytown that you've seen? Well, the biggest impact, of course, is the enactment of the Unified Land Development Code. That really changed for Baytown because that was true zoning. We went from five zoning districts to well, I think 17 or 19 zoning districts now with the special districts. And that really made an impact to Baytown because what Zoning Code did was it actually allowed us to really segregate uses throughout the city and then provide development standards of which Baytown did not have. And development standards would be things like your masonry and landscaping and those kind of things. And that has made such a big difference in Baytown. Early on, it was very difficult to push developers to follow the ULDC because the thought was, well, this is just Baytown. It's just an industrial town. And so now, you know, we don't have all of the kind of power as 
as we did with the with state actions in the last legislature to impose some of our restrictions uh, for development. But our developers know that that's what they need to do to maintain the value and the aesthetics that we have established as our baseline. And so I think that's the most impactful. It took Baytown over five years to put a, a zoning code in place. So that was a really big deal. And then an, an additional year just to zone our city. And it's it's been a challenge. It's definitely been a challenge ever since. But that that's probably the biggest project I've worked on. Then there are other projects that I think have really changed the character of Baytown, one being Bucky's, another oh, being... God, that. <laughs> yep. Bucky's is, you know, we have so many cars that come through Bucky's, and I can't remember the stats now, but those are all cars that are, are providing to our tax base that don't live here. You know, and mm-hmm. so for a city, for us to receive income, so to speak, and do not have to provide a service, it just doesn't get any better for that. Oh, and that, yeah. that's one of the things Bucky's does. Uh, another thing, or another project is Goose Creek Landing, which is north of Wallaceville, north of I-10. And that was a housing development that we really struggled with on what what did we want? What do we want our housing to look like and so forth? And it brought in a product into Baytown that was amazing. It really set the standard for our housing. And that started to kind of leapfrog on additional developments that we have in the higher level of standards for residential. And at one point, it was the fastest selling neighborhood in the Houston metro area. So those are just a couple of projects that I think they were important to me, but I think really made a difference to Baytown. So really, really put Baytown on the on the map or on a different trajectory. You know, as a young woman and a woman of color and you're sitting at the table with the big dogs, right? You're like, you're playing the game. You are it. But even though you're sitting at that table and making those decisions and working at that level, have you ever felt like, this doesn't feel right. Like, I'm at the table, but there is something a little odd. Maybe I'm not as accepted as it looks like from the outside. Oh, definitely, definitely. In the planning side and development side, there are very few minorities or women. And so I would find here at the city of Baytown, I am always the the youngest and the darkest and only female at the table or in the room many times. And I don't I don't really dwell on it. I don't think about it. But there is this one one time we were in City Hall, of course, and it was after five o'clock and we'd been working in one of the smaller rooms. We'd been working on something with one of our, uh, I'll just call him a, a Baytonian, one of our Baytonians. And we had kind of finished the business of what we were there for and just kind of chit-chatting and so forth. And the gentleman looked over at me and said, well, do you need to go home and kind of work, pick up your kids and do dinner and stuff? And I just looked at him and I said, no, I'll be here until until everyone leaves. But that actually shook me to my core because I thought at the end of the day, after all that I've done, all the work that I do and the relationships I built, somebody is still sitting here thinking I need to go home and tend to children and cook. And that really bothered me. It, it bothered me actually for a long time. I went back and, and wrote it down like I do many things, you know, wrote it down so that I can could remember. But it also then gives you a little bit more fire the next time I see that person. And, and the next time I did see that person, I knew how to adjust accordingly. Yeah, and sometimes I think people don't realize what they're saying, right? It's just so ingrained in our culture. I think he probably thought he was doing you a favor, so get you out of the room so you can go home and do your chores. But I know that's hard to say. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> I, uh, I, have, I have a saying that I've adopted lately. I saw it somewhere. I didn't invent it. But it's rooms like that need girls like you, right? And that's what I want to tell all the, the younger 
females coming up, be so awesome. Be, they can't, be awesome. They can't ignore you, right? Absolutely. And sometimes it's harder. We have to be more awesome, right, than everybody else. But but those rooms need us for Absolutely. our ideas and our creativity and our awesomeness. So yeah. I'm glad you stayed in that room. I'm glad you went I back. I did. Because some days it's hard. To- some days it's hard to go back, but I went back every single time. Well, it's safe to say that you truly enjoy just hearing you yeah. talk about it. You really enjoy what you do. You love your team. Of course, it's a journey to get the right team together. And you're leaving at a, a point where they're set, they're good, they're ready to go. What will you miss the most about it? And what do you see will be the hardest part of letting go? Well, goodness. You know, the the most is working for Baytown. You know, I do. I love what we do. I like the fact that we can identify an issue or a trend or something that one of the elected officials want to do. And then we can go back to the office and make it happen. That's that's awesome. I always think about how uh, young kids are like the McDonald's version. They want everything right now, you right. know, <laughs> opposed to waiting and so forth. And so it's it is very inspiring, I guess, to be able to look at a problem, sit down and do some research and then write a regulation and take it before city council that changes something in Baytown immediately and then drive down the street and see, you know, mm-hmm. see what happens. And so I'll miss that the most. In this last week, I, I have been uh, air quotes off and <laughs> that's been difficult because yeah. I have not been able to turn turn off, you know, so sending in little notes of, hey, think about this. Don't forget that and that kind of thing. And so, you know, I'll just miss I'll miss what I do and I miss the people I work with. I, I've heard Margarita's help with the off switch. <laughs> that, so just, I've never tried it, but I've heard of course that it never can be tried. very helpful. Yeah. So what's next? Since you're a planner and everything seems to be really planned out, what's next for you? Next is take a vacation, take a break. Just turn off for a little while and then and then we'll see. We'll we'll see. Do you have a like so you're definitely definitely going to take a break. You could yes. definitely take a long vacation. Yes. And let's say oh, a year or two passes and you decide, I want to rejoin the workforce, but but not as a planner. Maybe not as a planner, maybe not as a... If you had to like have another fantasy job to jump into, let's just say a year or two from now, have you thought about that? Do you dream about that at night? <laughs> Is it dolphin trainer? <laughs> Actually, no. I mean, I do not want to kind of have another job or another career where I I'm working 24-7 again. That That's yeah. something I will never do again. But I really enjoyed it. I mean, so it you know, wasn't a forced thing or anything like that. So I can still see myself in, in development, in real estate, just trying to help people make their dreams come true. You know, one, one of the things that is very satisfying is having somebody walk in or have that initial meeting with somebody and they have this dream. It's like, okay, whatever. You have a dream. You wrote it on a cocktail napkin or whatever. And then working with them to get a certificate of occupancy where they have someone in a building, in a business. And and so that's really, that's really good. So we work with some of our, our frequent flyers. We work with for years on different projects. And, and I will definitely miss miss that. I've heard librarians have good hours if you ever want to come come back. <laughs> I've heard. It's way too quiet in a yeah, library. You'll be so surprised it's really not, not that quiet at all. So with all of that, you've had a wonderful career, 24 years. You had it planned out since you were infant, Legos and buildings, which is... Listen, that's a testament to you. And to see you drive through Baytown and you're no longer working for the city of Baytown, so you'll see it differently. Mm-hmm. There's so much here that you have helped implement and build and plan. You left a legacy. So let's say someone coming up who looks like you, who wants to be a planner or whatever, what would you tell them? What would be your type of, this is what I felt and this is what you should do to get there? I would tell them to just 
just follow their dreams. I mean, this is something that you really have to have a deep connection and commitment to do, that you want to make your community a better place. And, and people do that in so, so many ways. I mean, you know, people participate on different community boards or nonprofits or organizations or protests and so forth to make their community better. And for me, the built environment makes it better for everybody. And so that's just kind of that's my passion. And that's what I did. And so I would tell anybody coming up as a planner, make sure they find their passion. And the planning field is so broad. I mean, you can go from wetlands to environmental stuff to zoning. It is extremely broad. So just to find their find their passion and don't let anybody tell them no. Well, that's right. Until now. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you. You, thank you, for you survived me. a podcast interview. I did. Thank you. Good thank job. y'all for having me. Absolutely. Good luck. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Baytown Engage. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. Stay tuned.